0: I couldn't help but notice you here, sitting all alone. You look lost. Not in the sense that you don't know where you are. In the sense that you are not sure what you believe. Am I right? I knew it. I can sense these things. Are you looking for answers in every place you were taught to find them, but they simply aren't there? You are so wise. You see it. Not everyone does. This is a great burden to bear, knowing that the world is not as reliable as people think it is. How frightening it is to see things clearly. Few people are as elevated as you are. Forgive me, I know we have only just met, but seeing someone as soulful as you are, all alone and clearly sad, carrying the weight of a great many problems on their shoulders, causes me great pain. I'm an empath. I feel the weight you feel. I feel your sadness, and it troubles me deeply. You need to know that you are perfect at this very moment, just as you are. I've never felt a presence like yours before. I was drawn to you the second I walked into this room. I can tell that you are incredibly intelligent, and let me guess, it causes you to be unable to trust things blindly. Your loved ones have let you down. You feel invisible. You're not. I see you. In fact, I may be the only one who sees you completely. Faith is a beautiful thing, isn't it? It gives people strength and purpose, comforts them when they are in pain and feel hopeless. But what can we put our faith in that will never let us down? Let me relieve you of this burden. Put your faith in me. Your loved ones cannot possibly understand you. And if they loved you the way you deserve to be loved, you wouldn't be here. The universe has put us in this room together and we owe it to the universe to discover why. Why continue on a path that only brings you heartache when you can leave it all behind and know only love and acceptance. You are light and beauty that is simply waiting to be loved waiting to join a family that will support you, a family that understands your troubles and fears and knows how to help you release them. This world is disintegrating at a furious rate. You should be among the few to survive the descent. How? It's quite easy. Put it all in my hands. I will take all of your trouble and burden, all of your heartache and suffering, and release you from it. I simply require one thing, total trust. You must separate yourself from the darkness, cut ties with everything in this old life, and walk into a new one confidently. The ascension is coming. Walk into it with confidence. Leave behind the blind madness and choose the enlightened. This body can only hold you for so long. Time your exit from it properly. Discover your pure energy, your ecstatic form, your place among the gods. Surrender completely and let a new you rise from the ashes. A you that right now, only I can see. But it's there, and it shimmers with potential. Leave your ego behind and surrender to the process. I love you. I will protect you. I will discipline you and shape you into someone you can be proud of. And when the time comes and you are ready to move forward, I will release you from this life. I'm Holly.
1: I'm Leslie. And we We would be be dead. dead.
0: Join my cult. <laughs>
1: I'm in. Yes. I feel great about myself. I was say, did I make you feel like really loved and like you were yeah. gonna conquer the world? I felt like my body, like my soul was rising out of me into, I don't know, a better place.
0: Mission accomplished. Yeah, I feel good. Excellent. And now that you're in my cult, it's gonna be real bad. Oh no. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> hey Leslie. Hey Holly. Hey, fiends. Oh boy, this week we have a case for you that was ripped directly from the headlines. Mm-hmm. We're staying up to date. <laughs> We're doing the thing. <laughs> so proud of us. <laughs> we got there before Law & Order did and everything. Wow. I know. Pat on the back. Now, this is a case that lots of people are slowly becoming familiar with because of recent events, and one that I kind of wish I never learned about. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm gonna, it's going to haunt my dreams
1: forever. yeah. yeah. This week we have a cult. Yes, our first real, true cult. Mm-hmm. Like real time. Uh,
0: yeah, it's happening right now. It's still a cult. Yeah, it's out there and very serious. Yeah, this is, I it's, I'm uh, good. Pretty afraid of them. I know you guys have been asking for a cult, and this one like really delivers. Today we are talking about the Love Has One cult, otherwise known as the Galactic Federation of Light, or 5D, full disclosure. Yes. So many sweet names. It's so good. <laughs> this sounds sane, right? Yep. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. It is the apex of grinning delusion and the place where conspiracy theories go to meet other conspiracy theories and then have baby conspiracy theories who then they lock in a closet and scream about meatballs and tequila at. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All of those things are real parts to this story. <laughs> oh, my God. It's too much. I always want to believe that cults are like a thing of the past. They they happened a long time ago. They don't happen now. And that humans know better than to fall into something so ridiculous. But of course, that's not true. No. And the pull of that one charismatic person can have over the right audience remains both terrifying and dangerous. As we explore this cult, we will look into what can set a so-called movement like this one into motion. How does one little human, and I mean like a little human, Achieve so much unearned adoration and blind faith. Well, I think it has a lot to do with knowing how to be in the right place with the right vulnerable people at the right time. It's pretty a specific formula, I think, mm-hmm. for all the ones that are, like, wildly successful. And having absolutely no qualms with ruining a whole bunch of lives. You got to be fine with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So while Leslie and I couldn't ruin a fly, we tried. It's still in my dining room, I think. <laughs> we wouldn't say no to just a little— Faith and admiration, right? I mean, that that would be fine. Yep. And if you would like to give it to us, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, yes, and leave a five star <laughs> rating and or a friendly review. We promise it will allow you to ascend into the next level of consciousness. Yes.
1: Think of us as your mother god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we're your guides. Yes. <laughs> we're like
0: really nice, and we don't do anything except for talk about murders and drink hard seltzer. Yeah.
1: So it's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you would like even more We Would Be Dead in Your Life, you can stop by our Patreon, where for a little monthly donation, you will receive extra monthly minisodes, our patrons-only podcast 30-minute horror movies, discounts in our merch store, first dibs on tickets to our live show, and on-air toast dedicated just to you and more.
1: More. That's nuts. So much more.
0: So much. And if all of that seems a little overwhelming to you, God, everything starts to sound like a cult when you're in that mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm like,
1: maybe we're a cult. I don't know. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, we could be, we could be, but we're better than that. We
0: chose, actively chose against it. Yeah. We choose against it every day. Every day. For
1: you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which means do a little for us and give us a five star review. And we won't cult you.
0: If all of that is overwhelming, you can simply share our content to your social media feed. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell your Uber driver. Then your friends can become fiends and we can all hang out together. Yay. But not in a cult.
1: Not in a cult. Just as friends. Just, you know, if you want to, <laughs> if you feel comfortable about it. If you want to leave, you're allowed. You're, yeah. We're not going to make you stay.
0: Yeah. I'm going to feel like this forever yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I have for this week. Leslie, do you have anything to add? Mm, No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right then, on with the show. On April 28th, 2021, so just like three weeks ago, (laughs) (laughs) Miguel Lamboy walked into the Sagache County Police Department. I think it's Sagache, S-A-G-A-U-C-H-E, Sagosh. I sure won't question you. Yeah. I'll say all of them. Maybe I'll say it different next time. Cool. That police department and told officers that he returned home from spending the night out of town to find a dead body in his home. Oh. Miguel lived in the incredibly remote town of Moffat, Colorado, in a quiet cul-de-sac. Now, Moffat, as of 2010 in the census report, had just 116 residents. So it's real tiny, hmm. just to give us all an idea of how quiet of a town we're talking about. And they don't even seem to have their own police department, because I tried to look up the Moffett Police Department, and there's just nothing. It only gives you the county sheriff. Uh, it's the kind of place where you, it, you can believe a dead body might show up and no one would notice. <laughs> Miguel said the body was in a bedroom in his home, laying on the bed. He told the sheriff that the day before, so April 27th, a handful of people who belonged to the same organization as he did found themselves without a home. And so they asked Miguel if they could stay in his house while he was out of town. And being the nice charitable guy that he was, Miguel said yes. He returned on the afternoon of the 28th to find the group that he agreed to let stay there and one additional guest who was blue, eyeless, sparkly, and no longer breathing. He said that he expected this body was that of the leader of their group, a 45-year-old woman named Leah Carlson, also known as Amy Carlson, but better known to most as Mother God. Miguel suspected that she had not only been dead for a while, but had also somehow been mummified, as her lips were drawn tight and her teeth were visible through them. Ooh. So they're like sucked up in her lip. You don't
1: need to do that. I don't like it. (laughs) I was trying to demonstrate.
0: (laughs) Leslie hated it. (laughs) Um, There are also some reports that say when Miguel was prompted to go to the police, not just by finding the dead body, but because the members of his group said that um, they were going to keep his son. They said they wouldn't let his son free because his son was also there. This isn't in every report. It's only in some of them. Mm. So I'm just going to put it here. And then we're going to keep going. There are a lot of pieces to this puzzle that don't fit in a timeline that we just kind of have to add as we go. Now, the sheriff, like all of us right now probably, was both intrigued and horrified. Right. And so he got in his car and headed over to Miguel's house to check the situation out. When he arrived, he found a group of people he described as, quote, completely nonchalant about being in a home with a dead body. They were just like, life was normal. They were fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing was weird. Yeah, yeah. Miguel brought the sheriff into the bedroom, and there on the bed in a makeshift shrine was a woman's shriveled body. The body had been wrapped in a sleeping bag, her eyes had been removed, and her bluish-gray skin was painted with glittery makeup. So oh, weird. Yep. The sleeping bag was wrapped in strands of twinkling Christmas lights, ready to blast off. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone to see. I know. To me, this feels like the kind of scene that might have been created by confused children. Uh Uh-huh. But that's not who was to blame. There were seven adults in the residence, and they were 32-year-old John Robertson, 35-year-old Christopher Royer, 35-year-old Sarah Rudolph, 47-year-old Corinne Raymond, 45-year-old Jason Castillo, 52-year-old Obdelia Franco, 30-year-old Ryan Kramer and it might be Jason Castillo. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. In addition to the adults on the premises was Karen Raymond's 13-year-old daughter and, as I mentioned before, Miguel's two-year-old son. Now, the body of the woman they found had clearly been dead for quite some time. It was in a very advanced state of decay. All of the accounts I read didn't even mention an odor, which is kind of indicates how long it had been dead mm-hmm. for because... Every, I think almost every time I've read about officers finding a body or people stumbling upon one, the first thing they talk about is the smell. Right. And there are all these people in this house, and he didn't walk in and go, the house stinks. He found the body. Yeah. So, like, that's got to be a mummy at this point. hmm Now, there is no evidence present that she died in this home. There's no evidence of foul play. There's no signs of struggle. And not even the slightest acknowledgement that something was— a little off. This is a very casual time they're all having. The sheriff was at a loss. This is surely not something you see every day, right? Especially in like the smallest town ever. He was like, All is well, good night. <laughs> I got to go. This is too weird. Whatever you're doing, you just keep doing it. See ya. (laughs) You guys seem fine. We're good. Nobody's upset. I'll just leave. (laughs) But he didn't do that. The sheriff called for backup law enforcement and a coroner. The body was removed and sent off for examination, and authorities had to legally identify this body, and yet they could not use fingerprints, as her fingers were so badly decomposed that they would not yield anything identifiable. Mm Mm-hmm. The seven adults were all apprehended and placed under arrest for child abuse and the abuse of a corpse and then held at the Rio Grande County Jail. A medical examiner began the process of identifying this extremely strange body. As it turned out, not only were there no fingerprints, but there were also no matching dental records for this body. And so the authorities went about contacting this Amy Carlson woman's family because everyone said, you know, that was her. They were hoping that they would not be horrifying the family of a very much alive woman. Because they have no science-y confirmation that that's who it is. They just, people told them that. Mm -hmm. And you can't always trust people, so. Right. Especially these weirdos who are like, whatever, dead body, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Amy's family were not in the least bit surprised when they got a phone call. They said that she had been the leader of a dangerous cult and that they knew for some time that it was going to end like this for her. Amy had been very ill, claiming that she was riddled with cancer she said that she was in stage five cancer, which that's just dead. Right. Well, not if you're a god. <laughs> I mean, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of us, I believe stage four is the the end of cancer. Right. Stage
1: five is you're done. But we're only living in the third dimension. Right, right, right. She's elsewhere. And everywhere. There's, yeah, there's there's more levels. Obviously.
0: There's like 15 cancers when you're her. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it's shocking. <laughs>
1: That she was only at the fifth. (laughs)
0: Only five? You couldn't do better than five? Yeah. Well, that's what she was telling all her believers, and she had been self-medicating with dangerous substances to top it all off. Amy's mother, Linda Haythorn, then volunteered to submit DNA to help authorities legally identify her daughter's body. Now, her family has been nothing but apologetic and compliant. Mm. From the jump, they were like, there's a dangerous cult that she's running and, like, somebody needs to stop her. I know. They've been trying. They tried real hard. We do not have any official word at this point as to the cause of Amy's death. But we do know that the coroner does not suspect foul play. And honestly, this I don't find that surprising. I don't think anybody killed her. No, she probably just died. She just died. Because even the most cursory internet searches for Love Has One Cult, reveal hundreds, if not thousands, of shrieking videos of a frail, very obviously ill woman who is very visibly drunk and high and referring to herself as Mother God. So Amy and her group were no secret. The coroner also states that they believe Amy may have been dead for as long as a month. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to bet that after this, you can no longer surprise the sheriff of that county. She's like, I've seen it all now. Right. Blue sparkly dead girl. That's about as as bad as it gets. But how did we get here? Who was Amy? What is this tiny and terrifying cult? Because there are only 20 members that we know of. And how could someone be so well-known and yet so anonymous at the same time? Because before the discovery of her body, I had never heard of her had you heard of this cult? No. And like, I'm out there reading all the things. Yeah. So if I, it hasn't turned up on my radar at all, like, there's probably a lot of people who didn't know. Right, right. Well, let's begin at the beginning. Amy Carlson was born on November 30th, 1975 in Dallas, Texas, to her mother Linda and father, no available name.
1: Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Plot twist (laughs) Father no name I know we're always surprised when it's the dad that doesn't have a name Because in old timey cases it's always like Mother
1: no name, wife no name And father big long name Yes, This story is a very feminine forward Because there's so many times where They just mention like There's been all these other men And they have no names for them
0: Yeah so there are other like men that she is with Throughout the course of the story But you really cannot find information Mm -hmm. on most of them yeah. That's true. I mean, so way to be feminist. Yeah. But also you did it wrong oh. and I hate it. <laughs> yeah.
1: so,
0: Leslie, why don't you give us a little information about 1975 so we can get into the mindset of the times that Amy was born into.
1: Great. All right. Everyone, come travel with me. Oh, please. Back to 1975. Let me just wrap myself in Christmas lights. Yes. <laughs> wrap yourself in Chris- Christmas lights. Blast right off. Put on a mood ring because the- those were created in 1975. Cool. Pet your rock pet, because I mean, you're gonna have one of those. You can't have any other living things near you. Yeah, if you want to, we can play some ping pong. Sure, those were big in the house now. Man, it would have been a good quarantine time yeah. in mm-hmm. 1975. You just have pets that are not living beings. <laughs> you play ping yeah, pong. It's great. It's seven o'clock. Wheel of Fortunes on. This was oh, the man. first year for that. 7
0: o'clock Wheel of Fortune was on, like, when I was a kid. Yep. Or no, it was 7.30,
1: because Jeopardy was at 7 o'clock. Oh, was that, is that how it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 7.30. My apologies. No worries. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was released. That's a good one. Yep. Americans were shocked with McLean Stevenson, who quit CBS's show MASH. Shocked. Shocked. How dare. They were like, whoa. Was, uh, what Why we would all you quit about. MASH? Yeah. The top baby names were Michael, Jason, Chris, Topher, James, David, Jennifer with two ends, <laughs> Heather, Melissa, Angela, and Amy. Oh, shit. Yep. It's Chris and Topher, not Christopher? Yep, just Chris, Topher.
0: I hate it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, that's very bizarre. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cool. thought that was like a mistake. It could be. Who knows? But... <laughs> They like, it was like a clear. That's so weird. I would yeah. think it was just
0: Christopher. Yeah. No, nope. Chris. Topher. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, wasn't Tover Grace in that 70s show? I mean, that wasn't his name in the show, no. but
1: still, there's the loose connection for you.
0: Yeah. But his
1: name was Chris Christopher, and he just went by
0: Topher. In life? His name on the show was something else. Oh, yeah. I forget what. I haven't watched that 70s show and I don't even know how long, and if you're not Hyde, I don't remember your name. I know. It's going to come back to
1: me. Yeah. Eric Foreman. That's his name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The smiling pitcher known as the Kool-Aid Man had been the branding since 1954, but in 1975, he began appearing on commercials for the product. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The best film Oscar winner went to The Godfather 2. The Whiz, A Chorus Line, Same Time Next Year, and Shenandoah? Whoa. Shenandoah? Shenandoah. Yeah, they all opened on Broadway. Nice. And then some big songs were Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm, Mandy. Lady Marmalade by LaBelle and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but the Elton John version. There's an Elton John version. Yeah, I double checked because I was like, "That's a Beatles song," and yeah. then I double checked like 1975, and it was like an Elton John version. Mm. That's not.
0: Come on, Elton. That's not yours. Get out of here. But he. It was a big hit. He did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Well, so 1975 was a good time. I remember like all of that stuff. It's too close to my childhood for comfort.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Anyway. Amy was the oldest of three girls, and her younger sisters, Chelsea and Tara, are perfectly normal, seemingly lovely individuals.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Amy, however, was always a little different. Her family remembers her as a relatively normal child and teen, a sweet girl who did normal young girl things. High school friends, however, say that she was always highly manipulative and narcissistic and that she had a real mean streak. So if you look at any of the, like, YouTube videos about Amy— there's always somebody in them in the comments that's like, I went to high school with her and she was always like this screaming mean girl. Hmm. I know. I don't know how much faith anyone could put in that, but it does appear more than one time. So I'm just going to stick it in there. But of course, kids are always different when their parents are around, so I'm sure that both of these descriptions are true. Amy's mother, Linda, reports that she and Amy's father divorced when Amy was young, and at first, Amy went off to live with him, though this arrangement didn't work out. We don't know why. And a few years later, she returned to live with Linda and her new husband. There, Amy enjoyed a comfortable middle class lifestyle, got good grades, and sang in the high school choir. Now, I am not 100% sure if her sisters are her half sisters or her full sisters, because her mother had two marriages, and they don't look exactly alike. And there was that gap where Amy was living with her father. Mm -hmm. There are also sources that state Amy's supposed mental illness, because there's no way there's none of that involved in this, was due to childhood traumas that occurred in and around the divorce and the time that she lived with her father. But again, we have no substantiated information about that. It's only claims people have made but I'm here to give you guys everything that I have, and that's part of it. So, There's a lot of that in this case. We know things, but we don't know all of the things. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much we're ever going to know, to be perfectly honest. And Amy's mother claims that she always made bad choices when it came to men and boys. Her parents got divorced when she was young, and apparently something happened when she lived with her father that caused this arrangement to end, so it's more than likely that Amy had a couple issues when it came to the kind of men she trusted. Again, that's not surprising. I think a lot of girls and women in that situation would have the same problems. Mm -hmm. And that isn't her fault. It isn't. The rest, however, very much is her fault. Mm -hmm. It became clear to Amy's family in her early 20s that she was pretty lost. This is when she begins talking about starships. And they don't say aliens. They don't say spaceships. They say starships in every source. So I don't know. And she dated a string of men with whom she had children. By the time she was around 25, they say her mid-20s, so that's 25 to me, Amy was married with three children, all three of whom had different fathers. Oh, wow. She was living in Texas and was the supervisor at a local McDonald's. Yes. I love McDonald's sometimes. I shouldn't. (laughs) It's terrible. But, like, those fries? Oh, man. It's what Olympians eat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it's fine if I eat them. Exactly, yeah. Cool. I'm going to say that you gave me permission. Yeah, if it's good enough for an Olympic athlete. It's
0: good enough for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to do Olympic things. No. I just need to hang out. Yeah. Give me them fries. Yep. (laughs) Now, I'm not making any kind of negative comments about having children with different men, getting married young, or working at McDonald's. Food service is an honest living we should pay those people more and every woman has the right to do whatever she wants with her body and her babies as far as i'm concerned. Yep. But i will say that all things considered, Amy was not acting in the most responsible of ways. Her mother claims that she was never very close with her children nor was she particularly maternal. Frequently they were she would like leave her kids with the family members while she went off to do other things. Her mom said those kids were always at her house. Well, at least she dropped them somewhere. That's true. Um the kids full disclosure, are still with her family much of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So this this is important, though, because she will later refer to herself as the mother of all creation and has all the followers in her cult call her mom, a title which she already had but didn't seem to want when it came to her biological children, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because you could have acted like a mother to your actual babies and you chose not to. Right. Amy had begun to look for other ways to fill her life in, like, I want to say around 2009, Somewhere around 2010, Amy met a man who referred to himself as Father God online. Now, again, this is a very loose timeline. It is an extramarital affair, so there are not concrete dates on anything because she would have been keeping it from people, Mm -hmm. obviously. They began dating her and Father God, and he told her that she was now Mother God. And Boy, did she run with that title. Yeah. We don't know a whole lot about the original Father God other than the facts that he began broadcasting bizarre YouTube videos under the group named the Galactic Federation of Light in 2009. And it's basically just shots of nature with him doing a voiceover about God's love and energy. Mm-hmm. Some say he went by the name Amaranth. Okay. I, again, it's here and there. It's not everywhere in his videos, which are few. It's just his voice, and he's Father God. <laughs> so, mysterious. As early as 2010, Amy herself began posting YouTube videos for the Galactic Federation of Light, and it was basically just her filming clouds at sunset, so you can see kind of like a silhouette mm-hmm. of the clouds and calling them spaceships. Yep, look at that! <laughs> it's a cloud, girl. You gotta
1: no; those are those are spaceships.
0: I guess starships. But, I was gonna say, I guess they transcended into spaceships from starships. I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. Now this is just the beginning of her long and storied career with YouTube. After assuming the title of Mother God and falling deep into conspiracy theories that the Galactic Federation of Light was offering her, Amy began to develop her own ideas. She said that angels spoke to her from above and told her that she needed to go out on mission. Not a mission, on mission is how she refers to it. They told her, the angels that is, that she was the only God and that for billions of years, she had been fighting for the good of humanity. She had been reincarnated 534 times And lived before in the bodies of such icons as Marilyn Monroe, Pocahontas, Queen Elizabeth, Joan of Arc, and Jesus Christ himself. Which she claimed was going to be, quote, a real trip for humanity. (laughs) Because they always thought of Jesus as a male.
1: But plot twist, he was Amy all along. Yep. (laughs) Who knew? Just being lied to. I know. And that's if you even believe that Jesus actually existed. Oh, I mean, you have to because she's here. Right. She is proof. (laughs)
0: Duh. And she goes as far as to say that she vividly remembers her lives as all of these people. Mm-hmm. And she remembers being nailed to the cross. Which, if you are a Jesus-believing person,
1: is probably, like, insanely insulting and sacrilegious. Right. Because I think she even says that instead of it being—so Jesus was actually a female, and then she was nailed to the cross mostly because they were against her femininity.
0: Possible. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds right. It sounds like something she would say. Yeah. <laughs> the video I saw is just her being like, it's going to be a trip for everyone, man, because they didn't know. Yeah. I was like, cool, that's as much <laughs> as I can handle. I watch so many of you.
1: I also, I don't know if you're going to mention this too. Go ahead. but um, because I feel like, I know obviously as a cult leader, you're, you're grooming people, but I feel like at this point, she has been groomed herself from for the sure. Father God. So she is like deep in it where she probably right now is – fully believing, like, this isn't fake to her. No, I agree. She's just like, I am Mother God. This is what I've been told.
0: I agree. I think that she goes through phases, which I think we can elaborate on more as we Mm -hmm. go, but I think that at this point, yes, she very much believes in all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. and then she wants more of it, so she finds more of it, and it just kind of melds into their philosophies. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I think at some point, it becomes a control thing and it becomes profitable for her. Absolutely. And then she just uses the power she has to manipulate others. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a certain level of awareness at one point, but you're right, it wasn't always there. She was groomed by this Amaranth Father God guy who is out there in the world. We don't know who he is, where he is, what he's doing. He could be in your neighborhood. You do not know. Yeah. Then on Thanksgiving Day in 2012, Amy walked away from the dinner table and never came back. So she sat down to dinner with her entire family and her kids, Thanksgiving dinner, and then was like, excuse me, and just never came back.
1: Well, that's the way to do it. Dinner was on the table. Everything was set. I'm good. (laughs) Goodbye. She left behind. At
0: least she left them food. She did. I don't know that she made it. I think she just showed up. Yeah. She left behind her three children, claiming that the angels told her that she needed to make a sacrifice and had to leave her children so that she could instead be a mother to the entire world. She also claimed that she cried for about a year. But then, you know, after a year, leaving your three children behind forever is fine. Yeah. Heavy, man. (laughs) I know. In a televised interview Amy um, did with Dr. Phil— So we meet again, Dr. (laughs) Phil— Sorry, Dr. Phil. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dr. Phil. And a lot of my Mm -hmm. information comes from this interview because it is Amy directly speaking Mm -hmm. to people, Uh, to Dr. Phil. It's also Amy's family. Like, this is a very direct source of information. So in this interview, she says that she contacted the fathers of all three of her children, so three different dads, after she left, and she was like, you are allowed to have complete custody. Here are the papers. I need you to take these children. Thank you for your service. (laughs) Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Amy's family was in complete shock, obviously. They didn't see this coming. Now, Leslie, are there any big things that happened in 2012 that might have like drove her to do this? What was the world like? I can't remember. It was so long. Sure. Were there cults everywhere? Was what? this a unique decision?
1: <laughs> I'll keep this brief in case anyone forgot, or mother, god forbid, weren't born yet. <laughs> i see what you did there. <laughs> 2012 brought us Call Me Maybe by Carly Ray Jepsen. Oh. One Direction and Channing Tatum were everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone's favorite Twilight fan fiction, Fifty Shades of Grey, was out. The Hunger Games, that was around. The Avengers came out. The final Twilight movie, Breaking Dawn Part 2. So now we can close the book on that and Uh forget it ever happened. Open all Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was feeling real... What is that word? Like sexually oppressed. <laughs> they were like, finally. <laughs> anyway, um, the final season of Gossip Girl, which had lost viewership in the last year, uh, but the last episode, which would reveal the gossip who Gossip Girl was, scored big ratings. Who was it? I can't. I'm not gonna spoil okay. it. I, I mean, I, didn't I, watch I thought any it of was obvious.
0: I didn't watch any of it. I thought it was now. obvious
1: from day one. No. Okay. So if I ever watch it, I'll tell you. If anyone is just like, oh, I bet that's Gossip Girl, you're probably correct. (laughs) Like on the first episode. Okay. (laughs) Got it. At least that's what I would hope. (laughs) We give you credit for
0: for being good enough to know this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Honey Boo Boo was America's sweetheart. Oh, no. Barack Obama won his second term as president. Oh, yes. And we'll find out soon who he really is. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, and the world didn't end like the Mayans prophesized. No, it did not. So we did have a cult in there. There you go. Yeah. I love doomsday cults
0: that are like, the world is going to end tomorrow. Yeah. And then when it doesn't, they're like, just kidding. It's
1: oh, yeah. going to end next week. Yeah, we did the math wrong. My favorite's in Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They, that's real,
0: though. That's how, like, Heaven's Gate was. Yeah. Heaven's Gate thought the world was going to end, like, a hundred times. Right. And it never did. Mm-hmm. I believe the Branch Davidians were the same way. They were like, get ready, here mm-hmm. it comes.
1: And then it didn't. I just <laughs> like in Parks and Rec when, is it Ron Swanson and, like, the, the leader of the group? Oh, yeah. And they're, like, trying to schedule it in their calendars. Yeah. They're like, actually, can you do it next Thursday? Like, the following, he's like, yeah, yeah, that works out. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> There you go. That's a real casual cult. Yeah. I like we need them. more
1: <laughs> casual cults that
0: just whittle flutes and sit in parks. That's nice. <laughs> Way <Wait> better. <about it. laughs> that's not this. They are not this low key. So that's 2012. There are no excuses there. She, mm-hmm. she didn't, I mean, unless she was like, Twilight, <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> now that Amy is free of her earthly obligations and she's pawned all her children off on other people, she devoted all of her time to the Galactic Federation of Light, which. She had at this point completely taken over. So, Father God, get out of here. I'm the ruler now.
1: And she renamed it Love Has Won. See, I would argue that she was able to drop all of her baggage. Okay. And truly transcend. Leslie, stop buying the cult. To her. You got to stop. Best self. You
0: got to stop buying the cult. (laughs) I'm just saying. You're going to buy the cult. You got to (laughs) stop. They're still out there. They could get you. (laughs) Now, also, to be a modern cult, you really need an internet presence, like a strong social media person. As we know. From, from our modern <laughs> cult. God damn it, we're not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rely on word of mouth and charisma like Jim Jones. Oh, no, you have to go viral. Amy created a website for Love Has Won and live-streamed her life and her word on a daily basis. Like, too much of her life, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She live-streamed herself, like, all of the time. Like even pooping? Maybe. I didn't, ent- I didn't encounter any of those, but like that doesn't mean they're not out there. Those were her holy poops. <laughs> you should see them. You should witness them. <laughs> now, during these live streams, Amy would convince people to join or invest, though that's not where most of her funds came from. As Love Has Won had just a scant 20 full-time members at the time of Amy's death and 45 amb- ambassadors worldwide, not really just getting money from those people. It was Amy's claims to faith healing that really raked in the dough. In addition to speaking to angels and being an all-knowing entity that was billions of years old, Amy performed etheric surgeries in which she would remove all impurities from the body with her mere presence. And she didn't even need to be in the same room as you. She did a lot of them over the phone Mm -hmm. because quarantine is hard. She claimed to be able to enter the body and brain of her followers through the spirit realm and remove illnesses. Like, she claims she goes in and, like, with her brain, she takes out your brain and takes the bad stuff out of your brain and then puts your brain back, though your brain never leaves your body. Right. Whew, it's a real hard one to grasp. She also said she could heal any part of the body, remove cancer or tumors, heal injuries, fix energies, and renew the spirit. On the archived Love Has One webpage, this service was listed for the low, low price of $88, with the condition that there could be extras added on. It's like a taco bar, you can just keep putting on toppings. During the Dr. Phil expose, one former follower claims that Amy would charge up to $400,000 for these sessions when she found someone who was able and willing to pay that much. Mm -hmm. So again, this is where I'm saying that she has an awareness of what she can do. Because if she got a rich one, she was like, oh, but for you, you need a lot of work, and it's going to be a ton of money because you have it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So if she found someone who could pay, they did. But how did she find followers? Well, the cult's theology is just a blended smoothie of pre-existing old world religions and conspiracy theories. Every single conspiracy theory, like all of them. So if you're a person who's on the web searching up QAnon or Reptilians, you will come across Amy. While not every conspiracy theorist is searching for a cult or a family or a place to belong, whatever you want to call them, some of them really are. And these people are vulnerable and frightened enough to need the kind of crazy reassurance that Amy was willing to say she provided. What did she claim? It's kind of hard to pick it all apart, but I'll give you a brief overview, and then we'll head into a fun conspiracy roundup with Leslie. Oh, fun. Amy claimed she was a 19-billion-year-old being who had been battling to save humanity from negative energy since the dawn of time. She claimed she had been reincarnated, we said this before, 534 times as a bunch of super-famous people, and that she would go on to lead exactly 144,000 people, not one more or less, into a mystical fifth dimension. The group also claimed that Amy was the queen of the lost continent of Lemuria, which I cannot wait for you to talk about, Amy also stated that Donald Trump was her father and that she had spoken to the spirit of the deceased actor Robin Williams, who she also claimed was a reincarnation of Archangel Zadkiel, who is traditionally the angel of freedom, benevolence, and mercy. Now, there are several videos where Amy claims that Robin Williams is in the room with her and she's just talking to him as if he's right next to her, but in a real weird casual manner. The group also makes reference to the concept of the lost city of Atlantis, the Anunnaki, and the reptilian conspiracy theories. So, like I said, just, just all of them. One day, we will cover the insane world of David Icke, too. I promise. That will be—maybe that will be a patron episode. We'll do mm-hmm. the reptile people and David yeah. Icke. <laughs> they also fully subscribe to QAnon theories, of course, and believe that the world was run by a cabal. They love that word. hmm Determined to keep the planet in a low-vibration state. Amy claimed that what most people on planet Earth lacked was discipline. They needed to surrender all of their free will, surrender to Amy as their god, and one day they would be able to ascend into a state of pure love and high energy known as the fifth dimension. So I cannot untangle all of that for you. I wish that I could, but I can't. I have read pages upon pages of information directly from the source, and we will read some of them together in a little bit. And it is just a New Age buzzword soup. The most recent version of the cult's webpage also includes tarot readings, crystals, and essential oils. I really think they just want to hit everything. Like Mm -hmm. any kind of alternative source of comfort possible. They just want to be like, we do all of it. They show, and, and so they could like show up in every internet search too. Right. If you put all of those things on your webpage, you're going to ping everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, Len's they're like, hmm. definitely
1: like, there's two sides to their group where they're, they have this new age side mm-hmm. where it's all like yoga and crystals. meditation and crystals. Mm-hmm. And then they have this other side where they're very like, They get into like the government side, like the QAnon side, which is like very interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. But it's really hard because as I was looking through a lot of these, I have I know a handful of people like actually know them that believe in the fourth dimension, like that they believe they can reach the fourth dimension, which is just you're in your body, but then you like transcend a bit that you can, like, see outside of your body. Whereas the fifth oh. dimension is where you just are completely escaped from it. So that's where Amy is. She can just— Well. Yeah. She's just nice enough to be in physical form right now, but she's completely left it. So mm. it's just hard because I'm like, I know I know some of these people, and then I wonder, I was like, ooh, oh, no. were they, like, over-quarantined? Like, did they get sucked into Maybe this? because We don't know. Would. It's all internet. Yeah.
0: They could have been doing all of this kind of stuff, and you would never know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. lord! So okay, Leslie, why don't you give us a little tour into these theories and what they entail? Are
1: they as crazy as they sound? I think they are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so, good. Love has one has many beliefs, as we said. It's almost as if they took every conspiracy the- theory, added them to their already boiling water, and cooked them into the shit that they spewed today. Uh, like any Seriously. good cult. <laughs> they can take all of their theories contradictory or not and make them make sense of them at least to any susceptible person they can groom
0: it's so interesting that they're in both of those camps and they sewed them together i don't think those two people are
1: usually the same yeah, yeah. right somehow they have become the same oh that's scary it's yeah keep going sorry it was just a thought so, first up on the list of conspiracy theories they subscribe to is the Illuminati, mm. because the Illuminati are always involved. Yeah, every time. They're on our dollar bills. Yeah, it's crazy. The Illuminati is an occultic secret society that covertly controls the ruling establishments of essentially all of the nations of the world. Everyone. Everyone. Cool. (laughs) Being made up of powerful international bankers and Freemasons who control the world's politics, finances, and media. Freemasons scare me. Yeah. (laughs) Their goal is to incrementally tighten their control over humanity's mental, spiritual, and physical existence via imposing a tyrannical world government. We'll do (laughs) secret societies. We've talked about it. Yeah. Next up is QAnon. Oof. We will not do QAnon. It makes me too (laughs) mad. QAnon, or Simply Q, is a discredited American far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cabal of satanic, cannibalistic pedophiles run a global child sex trafficking ring and conspired against former President Donald Trump during his term in office. They believe Trump became the president to expose the deep state and all their evil pedophilia dealings. They eat babies, yeah, in pizza shops. They just kept thinking there was going to be a storm, like a storm is coming, and then there was going to be this big exposure. And every time they thought, like, this is what's really happening, they're going to pull out all these
0: famous I, pedophiles. And I know
1: QAnon people. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> I yeah. can't. That's all I know. I know a couple, and I, I don't think I can talk to them anymore. Like, I
1: wish that that's what Donald Trump was doing. Yeah, same. It wasn't but, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Next is a big influence on love has one mythology. Lemuria. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Lemur- Lemuria? Well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say from Lemuria, Lemuria because it's going to it's just going to roll off my tongue better. I've only heard it pronounced Lemuria. Yeah. Lem- mm-hmm. Lemuria. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lemurtown? I don't know what Lemurtown. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, simply put It is a lost continent that, according to a disputed scientific theory put forward in 1864 by zoologist Philip Sclater, was located in and subsequently sank beneath the Indian Ocean. Sclater was trying to understand how lemurs may have crossed over from Madagascar into India, and he (laughs) decided that they must have been connected by a land bridge called Lemuria. (laughs) I love that he was like... How did lemurs get over there? There's a lost continent. Yes. So at this point, it's very far away, and it didn't make any sense. You know, they no. found these fossils, and they didn't know, like, how they got there. And at this time, land bridges were a really popular idea. So, again, because this is 1864, okay. right? So they're still trying to find out what's happening with all, like, the continents world. This is in like the, the snakes
0: in Ireland, because the the land— the. Water came up and, like, yeah. cut off the land between Scotland and Ireland or whatever. That's yeah. why there's no
1: snakes. hmm <laughs> That's good for you, though. It's lemurs, great for me. Cute. we're sad about the lemurs. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, at this time, land bridges were a really popular idea, and the world had yet to arrive at the theory of continental drifting. So, Philip theorized this land bridge must have sunk because it was clearly just not there anymore. Obviously. Other geologists, zoologists, and botanists had also noticed that Madagascar's ecology was similar to Africa and India, so when Philip offered up a lost continent of lemurs that the other continents were attached to, scientists didn't discount it. (laughs) They were like, okay, (laughs) we'll go with that for now. All of this is so good. So many people did believe that he was onto something. Ernst Haeckel? A Darwin enthusiast, often credited with promoting Darwin's ideas of natural selection in Germany, took Philip's Uh-oh. idea and expanded <laughs> upon it. Yep. Claiming that Lemurians were not just lemurs, but humans as well. The, Lemur- the Lemurians migrated to India as their continent sank and became Aryans. Oh, no. So now Lemuria is connected to a mystical human race, which means everyone is going to have their own theories about it. Of course. One of the more popular theories came from Madame Helena Blavatsky in 1870. She was an eccentric Russian woman living in the eastern tundra of Philadelphia. (laughs) Philadelphia has a tundra. Perfect. Long story short, she became ill with a seriously infected leg, and during a period of delirium, she underwent a spiritual transformation and was inspired to found the Theosophical Society. This society incorporates a number of Indian doctrines, such as reincarnation and karma. Life is seen as cyclical, and the seeker is encouraged to transcend from the filth that is currently earth to a higher plane of being. Oh, no. Get out of this filth. (laughs) After a visit to India, Madame Helena published The Secret Doctrine in 1888. So this is like one you could see and get. So this woman went on like an eat, pray, love journey and mm-hmm. then came up with this stuff. Yeah, this is like huge. In Got this, it. Yeah. A six-volume work that serves as the basic text for the theosophists. The Theosophists, I feel like is the word. All over the world. So these people are all over the world. In these volumes, she wrote about the seven races of humanity. Oh, no. The (laughs) first— This is bad. (laughs) (laughs) The first, obviously, being the invisible astral jellyfish. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Which I do believe that jellyfish are, like, if we were ever to be taken over on this earth, it would be jellyfish. Because you can't really kill—there's nothing you can do with them. They're just taking over our oceans. So then what we need to do is breed— A weaponized sea turtle
0: because they're the only thing that eats jellyfish. I
1: know, but they're like going extinct. We we need more of them. We need
0: more of them. Okay, so save the turtles, eat the jellyfish. Yeah. Or figure out another use
1: for jellyfish. We've been trying. We gotta try harder. Yeah. Okay. The second, the hyperborean who lived near the North Pole and were bodiless until they drifted more south, becoming less spiritual and more physical into ape lakes. This is where we bodiless? Yeah, they're just like a spiritual being. They're like okay. the fifth dimension kind of thing. They're got just it. Yeah. I was just picturing just arms and legs. <laughs> no, I think they're just like a spirit. <laughs> they're like spiders with no body. Yeah. Okay, good. And then as they started to like migrate south, they were like leaving their their home, probably that vibration. Of course. Yep. And uh and yeah, becoming more physical and ape-like and that's where we are starting to kind of come Feel from fier. that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. The third was the egg-laying lemurs who had eyes in the back of their heads and lived on the continent of Lemuria, located in the Pacific Oceans. Lemurs were hermaphrodites who were able to bear children without having sex and were extremely pure, heavenly creatures. But then outside forces poisoned the Lemurians who figured out what sex was and then they had sex all the time and then their society crumbled because of all the sex that they were having. And this led to the continent being destroyed and any survivors had amnesia because they were no longer in this mystical land.
0: Egg-laying
1: lemurs? Yes. With eyes in the back of their head. And they don't look like Zabumafu. They're not like actual lemurs they look like. They're like kind of human-like. Yeah, it's like weird. And they lay eggs. They lay eggs, yeah.
0: They are not platypus or echidna,
1: so they do not lay eggs. These ones do. do. Hate them. Yeah. The fourth is Atlantis. So we know what happens there. Yeah, man. And the fifth were the Aryans or ourselves. Like some people are just like, they're just humans, like more humans. (laughs) They're just like, we don't want to go down that hole. Nope, nope, (laughs) we don't. That's fine. We'll leave that. And then the last two are still to come. Oh, there's, oh, good. Yeah. We get more. We get more. Great. So all of this is to say that when it comes to lost cities and lost continent theories, the story goes that it was inhabited by the very best of people, a perfect state that fell from grace. So remember this when we talk about love has one's beliefs on this world. The idea of Lemuria existing was debunked by scientists. However, in 2013, geologists discovered traces of a lost continent that lie below the Indian Ocean in some of its islands. Scientists believe that the ancient continent to have been pulled apart by plate tectonics between 50 and 100 million years ago. Painstaking detective work involving gravity mapping Rock analysis and plate movement reconstruction has led researchers to conclude that several places in the Indian Ocean, now far apart, conceal the remnants of a prehistoric landmass they have named Mauritius. Okay. In fact, they say the Indian Ocean could be littered with such continental fragments, now obscured by lava erupted by underwater volcanoes. So now there's like some kind of truth to this. Lake land. I buy that.
0: Yeah. I buy that mm-hmm. there's like land masses that were consumed by water that are mm-hmm. under under the sea. Now I don't buy that egg laying human lemurs with eyes in the back of their yeah. head were
1: walking around on them. <laughs> but you know, based on plate tectonics and geological data, Mauritius disappeared into the Indian Ocean around eighty four million years ago, when this region of Earth was still turning into the shape it holds today. Okay. Right? And though this new discovery might have really excited Philip, and he was like, I was right. (laughs) I did it. I did it. His claim of this lost land ruled by lemurs would have still fallen short. Mauricio may have disappeared 80 million years ago, but lemurs didn't evolve on Madagascar until 54 million years ago when they swam to the island from mainland Africa, which was closer to Madagascar than it is now. That makes more sense. Yeah.
0: I'm also devastated that when they talk about lemurs, they don't mean actual lemurs. They mean monsters I mean, with the same name. Monsters.
1: <laughs> Philip meant lemurs. He was like just a really nice land of lemurs. <laughs> you guys, all the lemurs yeah. were there. And then like this woman Helena was, or that other guy, and then Helena was God. just like, the people too. And they lay eggs. Yeah. Get out of here. I almost don't lay eggs. So, uh-huh. however, there are thousands that still wholeheartedly believe Lemuria to be a heaven on earth that our ancestors or our former selves came from, and some of us are lucky enough to remember this better time. How do you remember that? You can't remember that. It was too long ago. Well, if, if, it's, if we're just being reincarnated, then you can right, transcend right, 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 right. and remember all your past lives. Of course. Yes. How could I? But I'm not done. There's still more. Oh, no, there's more. Keep going. Lizard people. Oh, God. That's right, David Icke. Yes. (laughs) Extraterrestrial, shape-shifting, reptilian humanoids that have invaded Earth, disguised themselves as elite politicians, celebrities, media correspondents, and the royal family, and want to drink our blood, eat our flesh, and enslave the human race. They are responsible for the Holocaust and 9-11 and just every war you can think of. Look, it's real nice to have someone to blame all that shit on, though. It's great, yeah. Mm -hmm. David Icke, a former BBC sports reporter, became the poster (laughs) human— So qualified. I know. (laughs) (laughs) A sports reporter, I love it. —became the poster human for the theory in 1998 after publishing his first book, The Biggest Secret. The conspiracy theorist, a New Age philosopher, says these— Anunakai, right? I think that's how it is. Ananaki or whatever. Anunnaki, I don't know. Yeah. I, I only saw the word. I have not heard people pronounce it. Which I think it. just stands for reptiles have controlled humankind since ancient times. Witnessed accounts have dubbed Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and Bob Hope as being reptilians. Bob Hope. <laughs> yeah. And this is like. They are big lizards that wear human disguises. People think they <laughs> Yeah, they can like shift into humans yep. and then yeah. David even claims that the lizards are behind secret societies like Freemasons and the Illuminati because they control everything, right? I mean, so, where does he get his information? I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, because uh, so the lizard people, that a lot of that comes from um other writings. So like there's okay. so some of this is I I kept seeing H.P. Lovecraft, a few other people, but they write about Lemuria because that's like an interesting yeah. topic, oh, you know. Absolutely. And then they also write about like some of their own things. They they start bringing in like reptilian creatures, wizard people, and then some people are putting this all together and they're thinking that these mythos, like even the Cthulhu mythos, like some God. people are like believing that this is real. You guys, those are creepy pastas. We've talked about it yeah. before. So, my list of conspiracy theory- theories ends here, but honestly, there is way more. If you are wondering if Love Has One subscribes to certain conspiracy theories, just assume they goo. Goo. They goo. <laughs> just assume they do. <laughs> now, looking specifically at what Love Has One believes, and I promise I'm almost done. No, you're doing great. I love it. How I understand it, during the time of Lemuria, Amy Carlson, mother god, was the queen of Lemuria, which again was this heaven on earth kind of place. She lays <laughs> eggs. It was the only land on earth living in the fifth dimension. Amazingly, during the incarnation of Amy, Donald Trump was her father, too. So while they wow. were in Lemuria, that's when he was also her father. So he's been around for a long time yeah. as well. Great, great. Him forever. She loved him, and this is why she and her followers love and trust him today. That's why it's like a big thing. Everything was going well for Mother God, and the Earth was vibrating at a high frequency, which was allowing the Lemurians to vibe in the fifth dimension. Thousands of years later, Atlanteans, who functioned only at the third and fourth dimensional state, got <sighs> jealous and invaded Lemuria to steal their crystal technology that allowed the fifth dimensional vibrations. This plan backfired and caused a huge explosion, which was like an atomic bomb. Lemuria would begin to sink, the vibrations would start to lower, and the inhabitants were being knocked back down to their third dimensions, forgetting their lives in the fifth dimensions. And they refer to this as like a second Big Bang. No longer superior beings, the Galactic Federation or some alien group, so also the Galactic Federation is part of like the reptilian theory, so they kind of took that. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think they came up with anything Mm -hmm. on their own. Um, sent down their minions of reptilians to take over the planet by keeping Earth at a low vibration, which they thrive off of. They cannot survive on a high vibration. That's why, like, they're keeping us down. Damn it. Yeah. Now, you may be asking, but Mother God is the mother of all creation, so aren't the reptilians her creation? No. No, they are not, because they do not have souls. So they will never be able to survive at a high vibration, which is why we need to wake up and transcend so we can take back the Earth. The Reptilians have since worked their way into the Illuminati and then the Cabal. They are the 1% that run this country and the planet, and Trump is working hard to expose them and awaken us. These Reptilian humanoids have been using fear to keep us further away from love and the high frequencies. In order to defeat the Reptilians, we need to not use our brains but our hearts, and once we are in full feelings mode, we can put out those love vibes, strengthen the frequencies, awaken our minds to who we once were, angels and gods, of course, and be transcended back into a fully spiritual world. Earth is the last planet in the system to not have transcended, and so thank Mother God for floating down into the physical form of Amy Carlson, waking our asses up. And even though the whole Earth needs to transcend, apparently it's only 144,000, that will actually be saved, just like the Bible mentions and the Jehovah's Witnesses believe. Oh, so this and number other, is other places? Um, oh, yeah. This is like okay. a big one. This was in Revelations. It's also what— I am um, not religious, so this is What's news the Valo?
0: What's that? Oh, Lori Vallow's like doomsday cult stuff. She also— oh, Guys, we'll do Lori
1: Valo, I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because the this cult literally cannot come up with any new idea, though maybe it was Amy's idea because she was Jesus. Oh, my gosh. My head hurts.
0: (laughs) People believe that. All of those things, hundreds and thousands of people believe.
1: Yeah. That's real life to people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like shaking after. (gasps) (gasps) Yeah. I can't.
0: Like, my brain just cannot wrap around the fact that people read that and they're like, that's real. Yeah. For
1: sure real. The main idea that got me was that you have to stop using your brain and it's just all feelings you just have to feel it which is the basis a lot of times of when you get into meditation you have to you have to turn it off yeah. and just feel
0: well except for like the more i read about meditation the more they say like thoughts do happen you have yeah. to let them be there you, you just, have to let them be there and kind of you don't let them sink in but yeah. you like you don't you're not the idea that you're supposed to be thought-free is not, is missing the mark. And also impossible. Totally impossible. That's not how brains work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can't just be like, you're off now. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're like, you'd stop
1: breathing and mm-hmm. just die. But if you're constantly on other substances, you can kind of shut your brain off. Yeah. And just have feelings. I don't know that <laughs> that's a good aspirational thing. No, say. it's not. I, I mean, it usually ends poorly. Mm-hmm. But this is, it's very scary and there are people still stuck in it right now. Ooh.
0: Wow, thank you, Leslie. I knew you were going to do well on that. Fortunately, the internet is forever, and so the cult's literature, like its original literature, is still very much around. The cult itself is still around, but in the process of rebranding. So they have a new name and a new website, mm-hmm. and I guess we'll get onto that in a little bit, which they've done a couple times, yeah. I believe. But they are like the website that has been archived is The Love Has One website, mm-hmm. and it looks So dated, but it was around for a long time. And now, because I couldn't make this shit up or even summarize it if I tried, I'm going to read you guys the words of Mother God and her followers directly from the source. So here are their laws as stated on the original archived Love Has One website that has since been taken down, but you can find it real, real easily if you want. So these are the um, universal laws. First, we have the law of divine oneness. Everything in the universe is connected to absolutely everything else. Everything that we say, do, and think affects each other and the entire creation around us. We are all connected to mother of all creation, prime creator, source, great spirit, Gaia Sophia. So everything is connected is also kind of like a pagan and Wiccan tenant, like and it's much lovelier from them. They're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, we're all connected by different things, and the world is all one. This, is, this goes in a different direction. Next is the universal law of vibration. Everything in the universe moves, vibrates, and travels in circular patterns, caps locked. These same principles of vibration apply in the physical realm to our thoughts, words, and goals as they do in the etheric. Every word, thought, and feeling has its own vibration, frequency, unique unto itself. Also, like, I love words, and the word etheric has never stumbled into my (laughs) vocabulary one time three the law of action action must be applied in order for us to manifest things in the earth plane therefore we must engage in actions that support our divine thoughts dreams feelings words and divine co-creation the law of correspondence the principles or laws of physics that explain the physical plane of energy lie in vibration those are just words that's not even a sentence The corresponding principles of the etheric operate under the principle of as above, so below. So again, you took somebody else's saying and then tacked it on the end of a nonsense paragraph. The law of cause and effect. Nothing happens by chance or outside the universal laws. Of course, we can act outside the universe here on Earth as we have been given free will, cap cap. However, every action or energy embodied outside of universal law will attract like results. Every action has a consequence. We reap what we have sown. Law of compensation. This is the law of cause and effect, applied to blessings and abundance that is provided for us. The physical effect of our deeds is given to us in gifts, money, inheritances, friendships, and blessings. When we give love, we get love. Often we can believe that we have been giving love. However, the motivating energy was actually to feel better ourselves. To validate ourselves or prove our worth. However, subconscious that action is, the universe knows the energies you are embodying, even when the mind does not allow your understanding. Only the heart feels and therefore knows. Like half these words have capital letters at the beginning of them for no fucking reason. Right. I feel like I could decode this and they're also words. Yeah. But they be. are. They might be. Oh no, I didn't even think of that until now. I'm so mad. The law of attraction. This law determines, which the law of attraction is also real and not this. Mm-hmm. This law determines how we create things, events, and people that come into our lives. Our, they are always a reflection of our internal energies. The situations you find yourself in, the people you attract, are a reflection of some aspect of you. Our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions produce energies that in turn attract like energies. Anger attracts anger. Joy attracts joy. Negative attracts negative, And positive attracts positive. So that's like kind of real. There's like 10 more of these. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to read them all. I'll read you the titles because the descriptions are, are just so absurd. There's the law of perpetual transmutation of energy, the law of relativity, which is not scientific relativity, the law of polarity, the law of rhythm, the law of balance, the law of transparency, the law of unity consciousness, the law of love. And then a whole bunch of other ridiculous nonsense without a title. But mm-hmm. that's how everything is phrased on this website and right. in, in their
1: Bible. I don't know what it is. Right. They're, yeah, like their set of rules. Yeah. It's so hard because, I mean, you could look at this and say this cult isn't, you know, like they don't have their own ideas. Like they didn't come up with anything new. But at the same yeah. time, it that almost makes it more believable because you're like, all of these things have been here forever. Like, You know, they're—it's not a Christian cult, but they're using parts of the Bible to— Yeah, they're just sewing everything together and being like, all of these have been here, and we are just putting—we are giving it to you in a comprehensive manner. And this is why all of the things that are happening make sense. Right, and if you're someone who is a conspiracy theorist, who does live
0: in the world where they love to read about all of these Mm -hmm. things, these are all buzzwords you know. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, this is— The things that I believe, and you believe all of them, and you can put them all
1: together, sign me up. Or on the other end, if you are somebody that is more holistic Mm -hmm. and you believe that you can even transcend a bit on an astral plane, Mm -hmm. which we've already seen in other, with that, um, the vampire. Yep. Yeah. You know, and just different things. So if you can believe that there is, I don't know if that, if the whole earth is energy. and you believe in something a bit supernatural like that, then the idea of alien reptiles coming down to Earth, it's not absurd. And because they are in works, like literature and other things, you're like, oh, well, if it's in there, there -hmm. has to be some truth to it. Guys, everything in books is not real. Mm -hmm. Some books are fiction books. But where do they get these ideas, Holly? I mean, I, they I couldn't have just thought of it.
0: I write creatively, and everything I write isn't true, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or is it? It could be. You could be gathering the energies from all around you. Leslie, we're not a cult. Stop. <laughs> I'm just. This is, but that's what's so scary about it. If you believe that kind of stuff, that's what's. Yeah. That's what's hard. We could have a cult. It always was hard for me as a massage therapist to understand Reiki, because Ooh, yeah, I because get I understood it, mm-hmm, and there is yes. some scientific levels to it. But then there's – which I really worked well with. Like I understood a bit of scientifically energy work. Right. Okay. I understood like kind of certain feelings. But there there's the next level to it where a lot of therapists I work with went a little bit further. And I did, couldn't quite get there with them. Yeah, I hear you. But I could see them going down this rabbit hole then.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. So then we come to the new website <laughs> – Because they rebranded to,
1: what was it called?
0: 5D. 5D Full Disclosure. So Fifth Dimension Full Disclosure.
1: It's so good, though. (laughs) I know.
0: First of all, when you click on the site, the opening image is text. It's like her face and then sparkly text that says, God was here. She ascended. Now it's our turn. (gasps) Which gives me real mass suicide vibes. Mm -hmm. So there is reason to continue to worry about this cult. Then you have like a click-down menu of services. Where they describe the etheric surgery, and it's still only $88, so. Oh. I
1: mean, yeah, they really kept their prices reasonable. But isn't she the only person that can actually do that? Not anymore. Oh, good. <laughs> um, it's funny, though, because for a while on their
0: website, they said she is the only one that could do it, although people would call, and then they'd, she'd be like, one of my helpers will help you. And these were people who, like, had no idea uh. what they were talking about. They didn't even know what they were supposed to say. I'm not saying that, like, anyone knows what they're talking about in this regard, but, like, they didn't even know the language. Right. People were not pleased. And this is their literature. It says, quote, our most popular session, the surgery, is performed in the etheric realm of your higher self by Mother God and the galactic A-team in the fifth dimension. I love it. (laughs) You don't have to do anything. Mother God and her team will do it all. This healing is all done on your higher self first in order to heal the energetic body where all the disease, illness, and bodily dysfunction stem from. They love the word dysfunction. The energetic body must heal first before it manifests into the physical. Everything that is non-organic in parentheses density or not supposed to be in the body will be removed and fully healed. This includes, but is not limited to, trauma, and wounding stored in the body, vaccine toxins, because they're very anti-vax, diseases, chronic or acute illnesses, microchips, again, very anti-vax, brain damage, neurological issues or disorders, and tumors. This can best be described as a full-body detox, your body will be fully clear so that the higher self can start integrating into the physical body. It is not possible for the higher self to fully integrate into a physical vessel full of density. <laughs> so, density. <laughs> there is no other service offered on the planet that will provide a full healing like this one. Join the many people who have had their lives completely changed by this etheric surgery. Mother Earth would like all her children to have a chance to experience a true fifth-dimensional hearing while shifting out of the third dimension and into the fifth. What about the fourth? Oh. New age healing awaits. You and your loved ones. Add-on surgeries are only $22 per add-on. Ooh, taco bar. More yeah. toppings. <laughs> True healing from the planet slash source herself. The surgery is done in two processes. After your first initial booking, you will receive a pre-surgery phone call to go over what to expect during the surgery over the next three to five days. Pre-surgery lasts typically fifteen to 10 to 15 minutes. Any questions you have about the surgery process will be answered during this call. Then a team member will schedule a follow-up session where you will receive the second phone call three to five days later, depending on availability, where you will get the surgery follow-up results and what was removed during the etheric surgery. We allow three to five days for the surgery to integrate into the physical body and allow beings to integrate their new higher energy field. Then we have um, the next one is angel chip activation
1: (laughs) surgery. Oh, my God.
0: Asterisk. Must have at least one etheric surgery prior to booking. So you're supposed to get a lot of these surgeries, not Mm -hmm. just one. An activation of the etheric benevolent implants in our energetic system placed there by Mother of All Creation and the Galactic Federation of Light. So you have an implant. You did not even know it. But you have one. Got to get it turned on, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. Even the microchips are bad. Yeah, but not this one. This one's good. Okay. Each session will include a pre-surgery session to explain the chip activation process and follow-up session approximately three to five days after the pre-surgery to discuss the specific chips that were activated, because you have more than one, and to share in the experience of the activations. These are currently There are currently up to 13 angel chips being activated in these sessions. So you could have as many as 13 chips implanted in your body that Mother God put there when you were born many years ago, and then you can activate them now. This is exhausting. It's such a headache. Suggested donation of $44.44. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that's all. And then there's that's even— one th- I can afford. Yeah. Well, there's also etheric surgery for animals, so if your animal has a problem, they can just fix yeah. that, too. Now, all of this is most certainly culty and obviously a scam, but it's not dangerous per se. The danger came in the cult's compound in Colorado with their 20 in-person followers. It took time for Love is One to land a location, though. The group traveled between Colorado, Oregon, California, and Florida, because, of course, they were in Florida, before in 2018 when they moved to the rural and mountainous location of Moffat, Colorado, which we've already discussed is super remote. The group briefly moved to the island of Kauai in Hawaii in August of 2020, where they were met with hostility from locals after Amy publicly declared that she was the Hawaiian goddess of Pele. Oh, no. Yeah, don't fuck with them. Mm-mm. A multi-day protest ensued with protesters lighting driftwood fires and chanting Hawaiian prayers around the property the group that had rented to stay in. Don't fuck with indigenous
1: culture mm-hmm. <laughs> And good on the Hawaiians for calling her the fuck out right away, right. So I was just listening to another podcast um it was like a like a cult podcast mm-hmm. and this was in September of 2020 when they aired it yeah and so she had our she had been she was in Hawaii at this point and the mm-hmm. guy was saying because he had been watching all these videos and he was like she's clearly sick looking at like past videos she is you know somewhat healthy and now she's yeah. like she's very much deteriorating and he believed that and not even just believe this is what Mm-hmm. the other members were, were actually saying that one reason why they had a spot in florida is because it was near disney world and that was a happy place for her and you have to keep mother god really? happy yeah in order for her to do her works and to feel better you have to keep her happy so that was one place and then taking her to hawaii he was he was thinking that maybe they went to hawaii as one to kind of get her away so people didn't see how much she was deteriorating. But yeah. also, they would say that because she wasn't feeling well, they had to take her to the happiest place on earth, which is Hawaii. And she'll she'll do better there. So that was like another thing. So that was all like September 2020, which was kind yeah. of weird when I was listening to it. That's and he, so was like bananas. Saying, he was like saying, she's clearly very sick.
0: Yeah, there's no arguments about the fact that there was something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. But she was, because of all of these beliefs that she mm-hmm. was— Bouting to everyone, Mm -hmm. she couldn't go get medical treatment. That's the real kicker of this Mm -hmm. is that she she did need medical interventions. She needed them desperately, but her followers were like, no, we would never take her to a hospital. Hospitals are evil. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a few sources that even say she asked to be taken to a hospital, and they said no. Right. That is where we are currently in muddy territory because if that is true and they find that out, those people can be charged with murder.
1: But I guarantee you though that she has probably told them. If I ask you to take me, do not take me. Yeah, sure. So I'm sure that they were doing it for what it's they thought was her own good. It's gonna be legally muddy if they find that I know, out. No, but I could I could think that she was the one that told them oh, that. Oh, I could you know? too, but I'm just saying like if they were like deep in If yeah. they want
0: to make an example, that's one place mm-hmm. where they might be able to.
1: And they all, I don't know if you'll mention this too, but they also at this point are a non-profit.
0: Yeah, they're like um,
1: a—they also are, like, tax-exempt. That's right, yeah. And
0: that's—yeah. They qualify as a religion, basically. Mm -hmm. Which I think
1: is why they ended up in, like, certain areas where they migrated. (sighs) There's so much. So,
0: also, like, if you're going to have a cult compound, you're going to be somewhere real remote just because you do questionable shit all the time and you don't want people around. Of course. So video footage provided to the Denver Post by Love Has One member, Lauren Suarez, showed eggs and rocks being thrown at their house— as well as broken windows of the house and the SUV parked in the driveway. The mayor of Kauai, Derek Kawakami, intervened to negotiate the departure of the group from the island. So he was like, listen, the violence has to stop, but you have to leave. So, like, good for them for yeah. kicking them right the fuck out. The, the group was then convinced to fly back to Colorado in September of 2020 for whatever nonprofit reasons or whatever was happening. They could They could exist there, and they had before, so they went back. Now, this is where most of the documented video stuff comes from. It's mostly in their Colorado compound ranch. Everyone calls it something different. It was like a little house on like a big, beautiful property, but I don't know how much land costs in
1: a tiny, remote Colorado town, so it
0: might not have been that difficult to attain.
1: I think it's, a. I mean, especially at that time, and I guess well around this time, it's like affordable. That's why all us millennials want to go there. It's also (laughs) like the tiniest, most remote mountainous town. Yeah,
0: They don't have access to a lot of things. So now I'm taking all the the reports of the abuse from this Dr. Phil interview that Amy, her followers, her mother, and two sisters participated in on September 14th and 15th of 2020. Now, normally I am a little bit suspect of some Dr. Phil stuff, and we have been in the past, simply because it is also there for entertainment, and I don't even think Dr. Phil will argue with that. But this is like the definitive source for a lot of the Information out there in the world because it is her speaking directly. I mean, you can creative edit all you want. She is saying these words. So here, here's the things that they say about her, and I'm gonna kind of quickly round this up. First, there are a lot of accusations of child abuse. There is one video that um, they had to play like three times, and I, I had to mute because it's really horrible to watch, where she's holding like a toddler. And she's like, "You have to surrender. You have to surrender. I can't handle this dysfunctional child." And then she locks the child in a dark closet and says, "Now you have a two-minute timeout." And the child screams in a terrified way that I don't know how a parent sits through. And her, this kid's parents are like sitting in the room, like, "Yep, fucking timeout for this little kid." Mm. And and the kid is terrorized. It's obvious. Then they bring the kid out, and she's like, "Still, the kid's still crying." And so Amy says, "Nope." You're dysfunctional. It's like you're still dysfunctional. Get it. And she puts him back in the closet. So they're locking a small child in a closet. And Dr. Phil says, Can you explain that? And she said, Well, the child needs discipline. And this is like an 18 month old child. Clearly, this child is very dysfunctional, never been disciplined in their life. And beating a child is wrong. What they need is timeouts. And Dr. Phil says, In a dark closet alone? And she says, Well, we were experimenting mm-hmm. on a child. A living child. Later on, she backpedals and says there was an adult in that closet. And Dr. Phil quickly says, like, there was no adult in that closet. You would have responded with that immediately, and you never did. But also, that's terrifying. Yeah. You're just like a strange adult in a dark closet holding a child and letting them scream. That is literally my worst nightmare. Yeah, it's awful. (laughs) But she doesn't deny it. She said it was common practice. She's like, everyone needs timeouts. It was two minutes. No matter what, you're locked in this. Then you need the dark to reset. An 18-month-old child needs to be in pitch black to reset? That's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying to me, let alone a baby. Can you imagine? No, I don't want to imagine. I don't Because the sounds to. will haunt my dreams forever. The way this child screams, I will never get it out of my head. So there are lots of allegations of child abuse, mostly because you can watch it online whenever you want. And then Dr. Phil goes on to ask her about all her videos. No. All the videos this woman makes are her screaming profanities into the abyss. She calls anyone who doesn't believe in her cult or her ways whores. They're all whores. So we're whores. We are whores. And everybody who's like part of her machine is an atom. Okay. And she frequently slurs all her words. There's tons of videos of her just drinking tumblers of vodka or tequila. They said she drank beer the entire day. And there's also a lot of videos of her like taking bong hits even though all of her followers are not allowed to consume alcohol or do any drugs. And when asked, her followers say, well, she is the physical embodiment of Earth, and there is so much pain that the Earth has gone through, and it is all manifested into her. So she has to use organic substances like weed and alcohol to dull her pain. Mm -hmm. Doctors would give her morphine, but she doesn't want that. First of all, where do you think morphine comes from? Second of all, you're not seeing any doctors, and you would take any morphine anyone gave you, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Mm -hmm. So there are tons of these videos. I have only watched a couple of them. And also, some of them, she's screaming totally incoherent things. They're just words that don't string together or add up. And she always looks to the side and then cackles. She laughs so hard. She looks deranged. It's, It's very frightening. She also does this thing when people are talking to her that she just has this constant, plastered, very sarcastic, disingenuous smile on, where you can almost hear her in her say, head being like, uh-huh, sure, fuck you. That's what the smile says. Ew. And her followers do the—it's like the exact—it's obviously them copying her mannerisms because it's the exact same thing. So then, in this interview, we're also given an account from a follower who left his family He had like a six-figure job, a wife, and he was a conspiracy theorist online. Again, that's how these people found them. Everybody who finds them said they found them looking up conspiracy theories online. And he decides to invest $10,000 in the cult and to move to this compound. He leaves his wife, he leaves his his sister, is like tracking them online because they're terrified and these people are very well-informed. Within 24 hours of being there, he calls his family and is like unsure of what's going on and says that he has been abandoned in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And the cult is seen making videos of him, laughing about him being left on the wrong side of the mountain. And he's picked up by the police the next day. They, like, a 24-hour search goes on for him because immediately his sister calls the cops and is like, you have to find my brother. He's up in the mountains. Um, And they find him naked with, like, cactus nettles stuck in his feet, wandering through the mountains, totally dehydrated, hallucinating. When they get him to the hospital, he says to the hospital like workers, like, you all know my name because I'm in the fifth dimension. That's why you all know who I am. No, we know who you are because the cops picked you up because your sister told us. He like couldn't even grasp onto any kind of reality. And it had only been 48 hours. Wow. Yeah. So it's crazy. Another um, man that was apparently ended up joining because he had a relationship with Amy. Because there, like you said, there are a lot of men. There aren't a lot of names, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of men. This guy says that when he arrived, like he had an online relationship with her, and then when he got there in person, there was the whole like crowd was tripping out on mushrooms
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and Amy was just screaming.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: He lasted like two weeks before he left. Wow. And he left everything he owned there and just ran for his life. Again, she's also very well documented as always altered. She's always messed up in some way. And her family does allude to the fact that she has had addiction problems in her past. They're not well-documented, but they claim that they are there, that she used addiction as a coping mechanism, which we can see she's she's phrased it as mm-hmm. such. But my favorite documented drunk incident is with one of the members, one of her followers, standing in front of her, cowering, and she's screaming at him that her vision was chicken parmesan, and he brought her meatballs. She likes meatballs, but that wasn't her fucking vision, and an idiot Adam like him couldn't bring her chicken parmesan. It's that kind of stuff, that level of insanity. But she had gotten to a point where she is right, always, is never to be questioned, and everybody else is wrong, but she is infallible, that is the definition of a cult leader. Yeah. Then there's this fun thing that she decided when COVID hit that she thought colloidal silver yeah. could
1: cure COVID. Which is a huge thing anyway in all the new age stuff. Like, okay. Everyone thinks colloidal silver can cure everything. It can't. I know. It really, really can't.
0: It can do some stuff, but it it's can't. It's like do an it antiseptic that. if you put it on a bandage. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to ingest it. The FDA banned it. Yeah. Are there, but there are drops that you can take that you— You're not supposed to, though. Those are not FDA-approved. Oh, still? Yes. Okay. No, they were, and then the FDA pulled their approval from it. Oh,
1: okay. So you're not supposed to ingest yeah. it. See, it's so hard because, again, being yeah. a massage therapist, mm-hmm. I live in this whole other world sometimes where I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: So silver <laughs> is not an essential mi- mineral in humans. You don't need silver for anything. There is no dietary requirement for it, and hence no such thing as a silver deficiency. That's not true. There's no evidence that colloidal silver treats or prevents any medical inge- medical condition. Again, like I said, you can treat dressings as and use it as an antiseptic. It has antiseptic properties when put directly on like wound dressings and stuff. You still can't overuse mm-hmm. it though. Otherwise it's harmful. Especially to werewolves. There you go. It can cause serious and potentially irreversible side effects such as I didn't look up the pronunciation for this. It's a condition where the skin turns bluish gray. Now, Amy's excessive use, she's seen like chugging bottles of it. She just drank it all the time, so did all of her members. She was quite blue when she died. I will put a picture, the last picture you can find of her, and she looks like a blue skeleton, like Smurf blue. She's super blue. And, and they say when you use it excessively on dressings, the area of your skin that you use it on will turn mm-hmm. that color. And nobody's skin is supposed to be gray-blue. That's not a good thing. So in August of 1999, the United States Food and Drug Administration banned colloidal silver sellers from claiming any therapeutic or preventative value for the product, although silver-containing products continue to be promoted as dietary supplements in the United States under looser regulatory standards applied to supplements. The FDA has issued numerous warning letters to internet sites that have continued to promote colloidal silver as an antibiotic or for other medical purposes. Now, the FDA... Told Love has won. They contacted them several times to cease their public use and endorsement of the product, especially as a preventative measure for COVID, but they did not. And it's funny because the exact same thing happened to Alex Jones, but he's not blue and no longer sells it. Because mm. when the FDA said you can't do that, he went, okay, never mind. Mm. There's also documented instances of animal abuse with Amy. There's a video of her shaking a cat and holding it up by the scruff of its neck. When Dr. Phil asks her about that, she says, I was disciplining a cat like a mother would discipline it because I am the mother of all things.
1: Right, and animals are aware that she is Mother God. Obviously. hmm Obviously.
0: There's also a litany of father gods all over the place. The most recent one was... Okay, so the current father god, this guy still claims he's father god, is, like I said, Jason Castillo, who is an ex-con. He has a very long criminal record for drunk driving and child neglect, and he is shown in these videos extremely abusive. He is constantly screaming at the top of his lungs or into people's faces berating them. And he was big on the group's philosophy of sleep deprivation. So this is how they claim they controlled these people. And it's well documented that they did this. You can see it in videos. They said that you couldn't go to bed until after midnight every night and you had to wake up at 5 a.m. Then in between, they woke them up a lot too. Some of them, there are some videos with Jason Castillo shouting into people's faces that they should only need one hour of sleep a night,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which will break a person down. And they claimed that this was because you'd be, like, stealing Mother God's energy. Mm -hmm. And that when you—you didn't need that much sleep. You just were ineffective at using your own energy. Mm -hmm. So you should—she was retraining them.
1: Right. And we
0: see that in several other cults. Yeah. Because sleep deprivation really does create an army of zombies for you. Mm -hmm. Or at least it can. And and he's he's like the big enforcer of this. And also, um, group members, when they were awake, which was most of the time, they had to be standing. Because if you sat down, you were stealing energy from Mother God. There are also a lot of rumors of the same kind of stealing energy thing with food restriction. Mm-hmm. They all look very emaciated. These people look very thin and very exhausted. Right. So really, they were whittled down to like the barest form they could be. Yeah. Again, this is like very typical cult behavior. So a man named Rick Allen Ross, which is an expert on cults, he has tons of books out there, he's Dr. Phil's guest, gives us 10 warning sides for when you should think your group is a cult. First is absolute authoritarianism without meaningful accountability. We for sure are seeing that there. Amy said she's infallible. She's literally God, and she is not accountable for anything she does, ever. No tolerance for questions or critical inquiry. No meaningful financial disclosure regarding budget or expenses, such as independently audited financial statements. So we have a lot of that going on here. Money's just coming in, and we don't know where it goes. Mm-hmm. There's no document. And, and they're nonprofit, and
1: they're technically a church, and they're tax-exempt. So, well, I mean, they're, they're traveling a lot. She has to go to, she has to be Disney happy. and Hawaii yeah. and all over the place.
0: Unreasonable fear of the outside world, such as impending catastrophe, evil conspiracies, and persecutions. Check, check, check. There is no legitimate reason to leave. Former followers are always wrong in leaving, negative or even evil. And she says that a lot. We're all whores. Mm Mm-hmm. Former members often relate the same stories of abuse and reflect a similar pattern of grievances. That's true. All of the stories from people who have left this cult, which there aren't a lot of, but there are some, are exactly the same. There's Facebook group forum. Um, The woman who published the meatball video is (laughs) someone who's left. Um, There are records, books, news articles, or broadcast reports that document the abuses of the group slash leader. We got that too. Followers feel they are never good enough. Absolutely. She tells them they are never good enough. The group leader is always right. The group leader is the excessive means of knowing truth or receiving validation. No other process of discovery is acceptable or credible. So I think it's pretty obvious that Love Has One fits every single one of those checkpoints. Where they will all argue that it's not a cult, but I feel like it very obviously is a cult. Yes. In early April 2021, the group was briefly relocated to an RV park in Mount Shasta in Northern California, but they were asked to leave due to overcrowding. It is believed that this is the point in time where an Amy died, and then they brought her body from California back to Colorado with them. There is, in this point in time, there's like one last video of Jason holding her, like carrying her, and most people believe that she's either almost dead or dead, Mm. and he's just holding her up. So the fate of the arrested members of the party and the remaining cult remains to be seen because it does still have an active online base. Their Facebook page is still there. They're still making videos, the followers. They're still online. You can still get surgery if you want it. But I, I really hope nobody does. Yeah. I think that's most of most of what I have. There's so much out there. You guys, there's so much. If you want to delve into this, I I... I can give you directions to go in or you you can find them yourself. It's it's bananas and it's not over. Mm-hmm. And I will be very interested to see what what becomes of this because I feel like it's kind of headed for a catastrophe. Right. If you want me to be honest. So I know it's so scary. Yeah, there are so many videos of her being like, Jesus, motherfucking Jesus Christ, which I am, so me. Right. <laughs> There's one of those where she says those exact words, and I couldn't, like, I had to sit down. I couldn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. This is scary. It's also interesting to me because these, any members, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they would, I mean, not that I think, I mean, they could. They could find our podcast and listen to it. They could. But, so if you're listening and you need help getting out, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we can do for you, but we there will. Are, there are sites that specifically for this group, if anybody actually yes. needs help in a safe place to leave, they and can going to. And I'll, I'll find a we'll link find to them. put in yeah. our show notes. So, yeah,
0: if you know anybody who has fallen into this and they need to get out, yeah. point them in that direction. Um, Rick Allen Ross also has a ton of stuff on deprogramming. People that have been in cults, mm-hmm. there is a
1: lot of literature out there to read. His books are great. Um, There's actually on a lot of the Reddit forums. I actually had a hard time finding a Reddit forum that was pro. Love has one. It was um, love has one exposed, I think, or something yeah, like yeah, that, that or might be love the group. has one cult, mm-hmm. and it, it was a page for ex members, or a family of members, or anybody just curious. So there was a lot of people posting on there that. I mean, may may or may not well, we'll have I we'll try been, and put links to
0: any of these mm-hmm. things. I'll put a link to the Dr. Phil interview. You guys can watch her talk. I'm not going to link all her videos because they are so there's easy so many. to I mean, find. Yeah, you can just go there's on YouTube. There's tons of and- them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's um, also like you can read more direct experiences from people have, that have left and speci- what they specifically experienced with her. But I think that gives us a, a, enough of an idea I'm looking through my notes to make sure I got everything because I was saying to Leslie before we started, it's so hard to be linear with this because there are so many pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that I finished telling the story, I'm like, where do I even add these? <laughs> like, right. Her family, like we said before, I want to kind of close with that. They, they approached this looking to expose her. They said, our sister is a cult leader and we want to stop her. They believe that she is mentally ill. They don't think she knows what the truth is anymore. That's what they said at the time of the Dr. Phil interview. And they also believe that she is consciously scamming people for money and that she is abusing her followers. Or at least they did before she passed away, obviously. So, like, I think that might be part of why they don't have as much of a following because her her people are out there in the world being like, she's bad. Right. Maybe not. Anyway. Oh, also, her kids are safe in case anybody was worried. They are with her family and their fathers. Um, Her oldest son is quoted everywhere as saying, I've had a perfectly normal childhood except for the fact that my mother is the leader of a cult.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, but they all are, like, living successful lives and they're okay. The oldest two have seen her live streams and they don't care to see anything else from her. They're completely, well, she's dead, but they were completely estranged from her Mm -hmm. before she died, which is probably for the best. Oh, yeah, just in case, Just in case anybody was like, what about those kids? <laughs> yeah. They're okay. So, toast?
1: Toast. Gosh. Oh. To well, her. to her family for trying to expose her immediately. So, to her mother and sisters.
0: And, God, it's really hard to come away with who does not celebrate, but, like, who in this case— I want to lift up.
1: Yeah. Um any members that have left and are recovering? Yeah. And um the man who got lost in the
0: woods, his name or in the mountains, his name is Alex Witten. So I would toast to his wife and sister who were mm-hmm. very on top of the situation and were able to find him with the police and able to save him. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing. So cheers to them. Do we have anybody
1: else? We do. Yay! Who? Oh. We have a best friend forever, Beth Carrion. Cheers, Beth. You are amazing. Thank you for supporting us. Mm, I just feel my skin glowing. Oh, my
0: God. I look so much better now. Yes. We are transcending. <laughs> I have ascended. <laughs> no, nobody. Please, please, guys, don't join oh, a call. It's not Okay. And if we were desperate to find meaning in a world full of chaos and willing to follow anyone who offered it to us to the ends of the earth and back,
1: we would be dead. Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wouldbedeadpod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more.
0: Those were her holy poops. (laughs) You should see them. (laughs) You should witness them. (laughs) She weighs eggs.